Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, my name is Matt Mayer, a.k.a. the Invocations columnist of the Imp Adventure series on LordsOfPain.net and your Perfect Wrestling host right here on LOP Radio. The theme actually played. And Jesus Christ, <laughs> how long has that been since it's actually played? Oh, I'm going to immediately email burn <laughs> in amazement. It actually played. Oh. Anyway, yeah, welcome to Lords of Pain Radio where we're going through the news of the past week of the wrestling world. Because, yeah, Beck Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> if you listen to the show over the past few weeks, I have shifted the, the kind of the format of the show once again, just because you can tell as I'm talking about the stuff that I'm losing interest kind of thing. So the wider wrestling world, because that kind of covers like everything I'm watching, essentially. So every single show will be just different, whatever's caught my interest or whatever. So I will be talking about WWE, but I'm not going to be running through Raw or SmackDown or whatever. Uh, also, uh, Burn... So the likelihood of Burn because is very slim. He said he'll try. However, he did start the day in a different state than he lives in, and I don't like his chances <laughs> of making it back in time. Keep in mind he's Pacific Coast, so it's only, what, 5pm for him? So he's, assumably, on the road, stuck in traffic. <laughs> and I've, I've not heard from him. <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't, I'm not expecting to. This one's been, so I've known about this for a while. So, yeah, there will be... Likely <laughs> no burn. If he turns up, that'll be extremely surprising. <laughs> so you just got me again for this week. And we're going to be going through the kind of news from this uh, past week of the wrestling world. Uh, before I get into things, I did want to start off on like a happy note, but literally minutes before I came on air, uh, the news released of uh, Ashley Massaro has passed away. So obviously, condolences for all of her family. Uh, that's like massive shock. <laughs> Absolutely sucks. Um, I remember she was uh, the tag team with Paul and, and Brian Kendrick. She was their manager for a little bit, and she, I thought she was great there. Uh, she, if you don't remember, she was in the Divas era, I guess, towards the start of it, like in the mid noughties in a way, where they were hiring models and stuff for those kind of spots in WWE. And she fit into that, and she had the... She was kind of like... Uh, <coughs> The person who came in, she was slightly different because she was the rocker chick, but then also she was one of those who seemed to practice a lot to try and get better as well. She was one of those, she was one of those where at first, at first she kind of, like Chris Stratus was, to be fair, when Chris Stratus first comes in and you go, oh, this is the latest WWE eye candy, and then you see her improve over the course of the years. It's like, oh, no, I'm actually come to respect you a bit there. But yeah, obviously, the news absolutely sucks. <laughs> so thoughts are there and and as well uh, the story of uh, Ric Flair who went into hospital uh, earlier in the day um, the, there's mixed reports on what that is some say it was for a, a operation which he needs and he could have scheduled it for either before or after a Starcade the Starcade Starcast <laughs> but yeah so he could be 
Like it, it's thought to be that Ric Flair is absolutely fine, but there's one or two other places reporting opposite news, and I'm pretty certain they're not legit. <laughs> so, just I'm trusting in Sean Rossap, even though he's like I'm just getting word of mouth here. <laughs> so, yeah, highly recommend you follow him for kind of updates on that story. But obviously, thoughts with the Ric Flair family as well, even though he's it's thought to be nothing, but because the because it's the wrestling world, I can't you can't be sure what he's actually in for. But anyway. Joey actually have a nice fun show, I guess in in how does they in memoriam, but in a, a celebration of like what's actually coming forth in the wrestling world. <laughs> so this week was absolutely massive in terms of news. <laughs> so again, I was talking to Burn earlier this week, who's just like of all the day weeks where, where we knew Burn wasn't was likely not to be here, like this is a very good week for that to happen. <laughs> there is so much that has happened. I am not short for material. And I'm going to, yeah, I have uh, at the end got a few notes on like NXT and NXT UK with Money in the Bank as well. However, <laughs> the last to bless me first. So, first off, uh, the next next few things are all AEW. So, <laughs> let me prepare for that. So, the AEW major US TV deal that I was talking about last week, which was set to be announced on Wednesday, I was expecting it a bit later in the day, be, me being English, I would have thought that maybe the right, um, news would come out a bit later or something. But no, it was like still morning and <laughs> they did it. It's like, how early are these business meetings? Oh, it's like these business people have jobs to go to and this is <laughs> like early in the morning before they go. But anyway, um, the news was announced pretty early on Wednesday that AEW's major, thought to be major US TV deal is indeed major and it's with TNT and they'll be airing on TNT drama. We don't know the day, we don't know the time, but we know it'll be TNT drama. Which, as far as I know, because again, me, English, not have TNT. <laughs> so, obviously I know of TNT because of the Monday Night Wars and the huge part that Turner played in that and now, the, now they're under the Turner Warner umbrella. So, TNT tweeting out, we're back in the wrestling game <laughs> or something like that. But yeah, so, AW, there's, yeah, we don't, there's not really, again, it's we're not that much to kind of debate and talk about. It's just like one more piece of information, which is pretty vital. But the other thing was, I did see quite a few people complaining that, like, how are we going to watch uh, Double or Nothing? And <laughs> what is it, what's it going to be available on? And Cody Rhodes was kind of like, we're, we're going to have it on pay-per-view. <laughs> we just, trust me, we'll, we'll announce it soon. <laughs> and then the, that kind of built and built because it wasn't announced. But I will give kudos to uh, Mitch Lasser, who predicted months in advance <laughs> that they won't, be, they won't reveal the actual way it's streaming because that will give away the TV station that they'll be on, <laughs> which is exactly, what's ha- is exactly what's happened. So apparently Dawn and Nothing is going to air on BA Live on pay-per-view for, was it $60? Which is massively different. However, <laughs> that is not AEW's fault. So if you're not, if you do live in America, like condolences that your, <laughs> your price of Double or Nothing is $60, which is the equivalent to, I want to say just under... For 50 quid for me, or around 50 quid, compared to my price of 14 pounds, which is like 20 dollars. <laughs> it's not even close. But that is not to do with AEW. That is the TV side. That is the pay-per-view side. The the usage of their thing. That their stock price is that. Pay-per-views cost that much. There is nothing they can. They can't have it on that service and charge it for what I'm paying for, because <laughs> it is. It's something way... I don't want to get into it too much, obviously, but it's a thing that's way bigger than just, uh, like, AEW or, to be fair, TNT. It's 
It's how <laughs> how do I how do I say it without sounding like a dick? <laughs> it's one of those things where you go, oh guys, it's it's unchecked capitalism that's the issue here. <laughs> it's like ah, oh, they're they're the right words, but they do make me sound a bit like a dick. <laughs> but yeah, essentially because they can have prices as high as they want as far. I don't know what consumer laws are like in America. I just know they're not good. So like here in the UK. Like uh, like the major players in a game cannot get together and list and elevate prices because that's illegal. The people whoever does that will be penalised and potentially arrested. Like it's generally illegal to do that. There's monopoly laws as well. So yeah, <laughs> so something like what AT and T where they own like so much power essentially. I'm not sure they'd be allowed to be as powerful as they are in the UK. Oh, it's, it's, keep in mind UK laws are very similar to Europe. Like we've pre- we've become pretty uh, kind of socialist in the the way we work, but we've also got like the conservatives aren't particularly socialist, but the nation on the whole is. So even their policies are pretty. I'm drifting away from <laughs> very quickly, <laughs> startlingly fast. I'm flying away. Oh. <laughs> My point is, it's an issue bigger than AEW, and that is just the price of the pay per view. So the bigger thing is with the internet around. Pay-per-views being that expensive seems a bit ludicrous. Like even personally, I think the fight price is still too high for what I would do, especially with what is about. But I understand with fight they support a lot of indie kind of productions in a way. So that higher price more reflects of how much it is costing that smaller company to do this thing in a way. So they need more money to be able to do it compared to WWE. You can charge a lesser amount for someone to come in and watch it because so many people watch it. <laughs> But that then brings on to the other thing of AEW's competitor, WWE. You can get them on pay-per-view. It's essentially the same price in the UK. So apparently they were the uh, WWE pay-per-views back a decade. If you think back a decade, they would have been about $60. For me, WWE pay-per-views were about 15, 16 quid. So it's pretty much the same. <laughs> it's not. I'm talking like one pound or two difference. I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm right there. <laughs> but yeah. For me, it's like one or two pound difference. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same in America. It's just those are the prices of pay-per-views. The only reason I've got it lower is out of AEW's control. So it's a bit odd to be criticising them. And the and the, but it's like a thing of pay-per-view feels really outdated in its price model, especially with the internet and how everything is so widely available for such low prices as well. Like yes, we've got Netflix, but the WWE Network where it's ten dollars a month. Suddenly it's or how come, like $10 a month and you get the pay-per-view, even though sometimes you get more than one pay-per-view, but with an actual pay-per-view on television or circuit, whatever it is, I don't really know. <laughs> so I feel like it's very different here in the UK. But yeah, with with that, the prices are so high, but they can't, they're not, <laughs> online is so easy in a way to kind of get it to people. That, again, that sounds like bollocks. Pay-per-view is not difficult to get to people. <laughs> Especially as in with all the technology in place. But yeah, I feel like I'm drifting away again. My main point <laughs> is it's out of AEW's control of the price. It feels a bit weird to be going on at them about it because they can't be on pay-per-view and charge less. It, that's just, that's, Amer- that's an American issue, not an AEW issue. <laughs> I say an American business, capitalism, the way their consumer laws work, is a much bigger issue than just one thing. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, for example, Canada's uh, avenue to get this is also cheaper. As far as I know, Canada are a bit more socialist, but I don't know what their business is like. I know I've got Canadian listeners. 
<laughs> a really random topic to hit me up about. <laughs> but what are your consumer laws like? <laughs> Just that, like, well, again, or to weave around that without having to do major research. But how much is double or nothing going to cost you? <laughs> That's a lot easier question to answer. <laughs> Actually thinking about it. Ah. Well, anyway, double or nothing is next Saturday. For, uh, so I'm very excited. If you are not sure about it or if you're waiting to see, if you're somebody for some reason who's waiting to see what the quality will be like, like you didn't check out All In and you heard things but you never actually watched it and you're still thinking that they're not, you don't know if they're going to be on WWE's production level and for some reason that kind of thing. The first, there is a free hour. They are doing a pre-show for free on television. I don't know what channel that is on in America. It might be on YouTube, to be fair. You might be just be able to log on to the internet and stream it on YouTube. <laughs> that, that could be a major plus for just to check it out. I don't know if it's going to be f- where else it'll be free, but it's definitely going to be on YouTube. I've switched from, oh yeah, it might be too. No, it's definitely on YouTube. <laughs> I definitely saw that. No. Treat that as I saw that, not I've got a source for this. Because <laughs> I generally can't remember where I saw it. <laughs> but I definitely saw it, and I, I swear I saw a good blue tick. <sighs> but yeah, exciting times. <laughs> but the point being, uh, I've, I've realised I've jumped from what I was meant to be talking about with the TV stuff all the way to the uh, pay-per-view. But with the TV deal, it, starting this autumn, I think they said October, I can't remember. I've written autumn in my notes because I couldn't remember what they said. <laughs> That's great for me. But yes, really exciting times. It feels like the wrestling world is bubbling under the surface and there's ex- that excitement is in the air. Especially like if you saw the title of the episode with... Uh, WWE bumbling and AEW have their sets, their stage set on TNT. Like we know the field, the game is about to be played. <laughs> it's just we know the formations oh, a little bit. We know what players the teams have got. All we need to see now is the formations and how they line up on the pitch. <laughs> I thought I'd be vague about the sport so you can choose whatever one of you is your local <laughs> local. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I do not know where I'm going with this. <laughs> anyway. <coughs> so, yes. AW, exciting times. It's, yeah. The dream scenario, I'm one of those people where the dream scenario is AW, if they are successful or at least quality-wise, the fans are like, yeah, this is good. Hopefully that pushes WWE to realise, uh, to do some internal self-assessment. However... That was the other big piece of news. <laughs> so, uh, I say big piece of news. This one, it, it could maybe hold it with a, some grain of salt because it was a disgruntled former employee. But it's, <laughs> but it holds it holds so much weight in a way that he wasn't just talking about his own stories. It was stories of friends kind of thing as well. That makes sense. So he appeared on PW. So it's a PW Torch. Um, kind of podcast that they were doing they were doing that live and somebody phoned in I think it was PW Torch they reported that it was someone else um, my brain's shutting off I feel so weird <laughs> blame the Eurovision Song Contest <laughs> it, it meddles with your brain the, some of the things you see <laughs> uh, but anyway by the way that's a, my favourite thing in European one of my favourite things in European culture <laughs> the Eurovision Song Contest explaining that to Americans especially because <laughs> Australians get it they love it they they're not afraid of the campness. <laughs> What's well, big, strong America? Oh, what do you mean it's camp? Camp, oh, camp is bad. No, no, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, one of my favourite things in European culture is <laughs> the fact that everybody gets together for a singing competition 
and this year they've done it in Israel, which has got like human rights issues and things, and they've flown to Tel Aviv to have an extremely gay <laughs> competition, which is awesome. <laughs> it's great. But anyway, I've said anyway because I'm, I'm meaning to move on because I was moving on to something else. So the point of the what? <laughs> I realised how far I tangent it. So the so yeah, so the just gruntled former employee was talking about the kind of backstage thing and um, the lots of issues kind of stem from Vince McMahon and how like a lot of people backstage are extremely frustrated and a lot of things happen just because Vince McMahon decides so or the creative team are are coming up with new ideas and they're seeing people like the example the guy used was Dana Brooke somebody who is like one of the first to arrive she helps set up the ring she'll be practicing like extremely hard and then she'll be one of the last to leave as well in, in, in Dana Brooke and she uh, and apparently they pitched loads of ideas for because they saw the improvement she's been making, and were kind of like, well, I feel like we we can write or something. <laughs> and every single time, Vince McMahon shot it down, or oh, it just didn't happen. I wish this <laughs> kind of thing. We see somebody putting in that amount of work and improving. Apparently, that like it it must suck to just have them just shot down for like no particular reason. But then of course as well, it was like the mentality of like. You have to learn. Apparently, you're writing for one man, Invisible Man, and it really doesn't matter. He'll do what he wants to do, <laughs> kind of thing. Like the wild card was like on that day, Vince decided to do that. I mean, like cool. Like in his head, he had this awesome idea, and then when he went out to say it, it's like that didn't make any sense, Vince. <laughs> so thanks for that. But yeah, Vince does not come off well. <laughs> Highly recommend. It was definitely reported on PW Torch. I know Laws of Pain reported it as well. But if you go over and you have a look at the actual transcripts of what he said is I found it really interesting if it's true because again grain of salt because it is a disgruntled former employee he could be disgruntled because he was one of those frustrated people and he just got drunk and talked chatted about it <laughs> so yeah but the like story coming out of that really is the frustration of creative like they were saying they listened to some podcasts and they'll hear us shitting on the product or just ripping it apart it's just like this is bad kind of thing and it just apparently it's like really demoralizing and uh, it, it breaks the heart to see that it's just it's not being received well at all <laughs> and a lot of it is out of their control because as we're saying writing for one man invincible man who is ultimately going to do whatever the hell he wants regardless of what anyone else in the room thinks because a lot of times they can't get through to Vince and that's been the other thing as well like Stephanie and Shane McMahon apparently have both struggled to get through to Vince. Bruce, Bruce Pritchard has apparently been a great, I guess, I'm trying to think of the phrase, like someone morality, morality, moral-wise, <laughs> in the uh, WWE writing, apparently it, like, it's really nice and people get on with him pretty well. But he, he couldn't get through to Vince either. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting time where evidently the man in charge is struggling, and he's never going to admit that. He's the kind of Vince McMahon. Everything screams about him that he will not admit if he is flat out struggling creative wise or something like that. So he says, "No, I'm Vince McMahon. Damn it, I'm a genius." <laughs> but he's he's evidently struggling. If you watch the product, he, it's evident struggle. Like he, even if it is down to age, where he's just like struggling to I don't know come up piece together great storylines for like a long period of time. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's it's sad to watch. Like I haven't watched anything WWE. I've well, watched NXT and I've watched a little bit of NXT UK because there's certain debuts I want to talk about later. But like, I've not watched Raw. I've not watched SmackDown. I've not watched Raw in like 
two or three weeks. It's yeah, <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> like really, like because there, there was the I don't know. Oh, that's another tangent. <laughs> I suddenly realised. But yes, main point is it's one of those things which it's a, it's an article which is really believable. And what's an or that like this employee comes across as believable just because. Like you're seeing it on television, it feels really disjointed. It does feel it doesn't really work. like this example was the revival stuff is apparently happening because Vince just finds it funny. Like there is no aggression to them leaving or anything, which I think is the greatest news. Like the like the actual perception is no, he just finds it stupid, but he finds it funny. It's like yeah, I believe that everything I know about Vince McMahon, I believe that. Yeah, but that's interesting with the AEW thing. Because with WWE just messing the boat every single weekend, you don't know what's canon, you don't know what to invest in, and it's three hours long, so not only is it a massive, like they're massively fumbling loads of things, but it's a massive time investment as well. And when you're being asked to invest so much time, the quality has to be there. And if it's not be there, you, you're going to see some, <laughs> uh, some fight back, flashback, oh, well, look, it's backlash, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Saudi Arabia's coming. I need my backlash thesaurus. Uh, <laughs> Get all of those words. Oh. Damn it. Why'd I have to... <laughs> That's another tangent moaning about inviting the Saudi Arabia column. Oh. It's my own fault. I set the precedent for <laughs> doing those columns. Oh. Let's move on to something happier. <laughs> well, potentially happier. That's another news thing. I've, I've blabbled on <laughs> for about 20 minutes about AEW and this Vincent Man thing. But I highly recommend you go check it out. Uh, I'm pretty certain lots of pain and thoughts about it. If not, I know PW Torch were one of the first to report it. So go there, look it up. Next up, in the UK, uh, WWE is looking like it's going to be another wrestling shift in the country. So last week, we're talking about how AEW is going to be on the ITV box office and the first and their kind of pre-show thing. I can't remember the name for it. The pre-show thingy is going to be on ITV4 here in the UK, which is a channel everybody has, as in, we're not, <laughs> I'm not overselling it in a way, it's just, no, seriously, everybody who has a television has that channel, that's how big it is that they're on it, <laughs> yes, it's not a, we've got our main five, which is channel one to five, uh, ITV is the third one on there, they're number three, however, ITV four is kind of their, that's their fourth side channel, so they have five channels, <laughs> they, they do air like original stuff on them. It's just that, uh, yes, everybody has the channel, but it's not a main channel. That makes sense. But it's still huge. It's massive. It will reach more homes than uh, WWE will, just like, it's no, in no doubt. But speaking of WWE, apparently uh, Sky have not been happy with the numbers WWE been getting on Sky Sports. And they are, we're seeing a bit of a shift with Sky as well. Like less matches for certain cups and things, and lost Champions League, Europa League as well, uh, with the football. But WWE is apparently leaving Sky for BT Sport in 2020. That is uh, the rumoured <laughs> scenario, which for me sucks <laughs> because I've got Sky, I've got Sky Sports, uh, so I've been with WWE for years. I don't have BT Sport. Apparently, you can get uh, BT Sport free for three months. I've, I got a misreport from. Uh, who did I get? <laughs> Jesus Christ, my brain is dying. Oh, God. Who did, Mav, Jesus. I couldn't remember Mav's name. So sorry, Mav. But yes, I. <laughs> yeah, I got a misreport from Mav. <laughs> you can get. If you are. You've got, if you've got a mobile phone, <laughs> youngster, uh, and you're on the EE network here in the UK, you can get BT Sport for free for three months. 
just Google uh, BT Sport EE and there'll be like one of the first links up there. There, there might be ads there, so don't click on those buttons. <laughs> but there will, there is information on the uh, EE site about linking EE to BT Sports to get three free months. But I, I don't, I'm not on EE. I'm on Sky. I'm entirely Sky, <laughs> which is just absolutely sucks <laughs> for me. Because I, I, I was talking to it about it with my family when my dad about the study went, oh, I'm on EE. He's got like a crappy Nokia brick <laughs> still. <laughs> And uh, he doesn't know his login for EE, so I mean, it was nice of him to say it. <laughs> it was like, well, if you can't log in, there's all I can do now. <laughs> but no, thanks for t- it was uh, a nice thought. Thought was there. <laughs> but anyway, so that means. Um, oh, the other thing was, I'm not really watching it anyway. <laughs> so it's like, oh, they're moving to BT Sport. It's like, oh, that's kind of crappy. I've been watching them on Sky for so long, but I'm not watching them now. <laughs> I'm genuinely like this. This week, all I've watched is Bray Wyatt's Family Funhouse. Like it was amazing. <laughs> that I have to give credit for the WWE for that. This Bray Wyatt's Family Funhouse is great. Uh, there was like a few. A few um, I have hit up Burn from Burn about this. Burn's view was he would have liked it to go on even longer before jumping to creepy like this. I mean, not mean jumping to creepy, but jumping to the straight horror character of revealing the horror character. Like would have like maybe a full month of these Bray Wyatt things rather than what three weeks. Which in WWE land, three weeks to stick with one story. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's incredible. He's not as in he's not shifted anything. It's just nice and slow and building. But that doesn't mean it wasn't done well. So yeah, yeah. But to be thought it could have gone a little bit longer. I'm perfectly fine with it anyway because it's being done well. It would have been WWE don't do kind of a long term thing, <laughs> and I would have it would have been good yes if they did build it for a little bit longer before doing it because that was their thing with CM Punk was they wanted the SummerSlam match back in 2011. If they'd held out for even longer and actually make it feel like he truly has left because it felt like they were starting to do that and he was starting to feel like he had and then he came back after what three weeks. <laughs> so it's kind of like oh he was always coming back then. <laughs> kind of then kind of takes away from it. But there, that's the only comparison I've got, really. It is something which could have been built for ages and could have led to a nice surprise instead of just becomes a character point. It's, but in Bray Wyatt's case, it's a really fantastic character point. It's, um, yeah. However, there is the other thing. It's what I'll um, call the Doctor Who thing, where here in the UK, uh, like back in the 70s, when Doctor Who used to air, they kind of went a bit more horror, sci-fi in a way. But it's a kid's show, so they then went over, super overboard. However, it would scare the crap out of children. <laughs> so, and it was always from my own mum. Like she said, she used to watch Doctor Who from behind the sofa. You look at it now, and it's kind of funny because <laughs> it's so shit. <laughs> the special effects are so bad. <laughs> but, but still, um, there were like a few things. Sometimes they push it a little bit too far with the horror, and it would scare the children. Doctor Who kind of became known as a thing which was like really scary for children to so kind of got that um, connotation oh, oh no that uh, that label sorry it kind of got that label put on it that it was a bit scary for children however this Bray Wyatt thing I can 100% see that absolutely terrifying children which <laughs> is my only kind of issue with my because I don't have any issue with it really because it was just really well done so I don't really have anything I can criticise about it uh, but it, yeah, but the big issue is how is this character going to work on television when this video absolutely scared the crap out of some children? <laughs> Which is very, it's very interesting to see where they'll go with it. 
because I have zero faith in WWE. However, apparently this is very, very Wyatt-influenced, and uh, the guy went on to uh, that podcast that I was talking about, the uh, former writer, he has uh, nothing but fantastic things to say about Bray Wyatt, uh, really credited his uh, kind of creative side and uh, being one of the, someone like a really great person to have in the locker room. But still, this character, it looks kind of amazing. I don't know if they're going to do a kind of dual personality thing or if this character we're seeing is actually locked inside the funhouse in a way and Bray Wyatt we see is the crazy one. Uh, and it's a crazy one all along, and we were seeing kind of like the inside of his mind because there was a thing that the I don't know if it was PTSD, but it was apparently some of the things we saw in the video were techniques used for people who have come back from war and kind of struggling, and it's kind of the mental techniques to kind of help with it. I can't remember any exact examples. I found it quite an interesting uh, Twitter thread to read. If somebody just suddenly was recognizing all of these things, it kind of just listed them. But uh, I don't even know who to credit. <laughs> Where to send you to <laughs> to find that? Maybe if you search the keywords of the sentence I just said. <laughs> but still, it was it was very interesting thread. But I really like that idea because that is so much more depth. So if Bray Wyatt is a damaged person and he's trying to cope, and what and when we're seeing the funhouse, that is him in his head trying to cope in a way like a coping mechanism. However, it's clearly not working, <laughs> or he thinks it's working, but he's obviously just it's absolutely crazy person in reality unless that is it's a Finn Balor type of thing where it's the demon inside of him kind of thing in a way I I don't know where they go with it <laughs> I'd like it if uh, the scary thing was his kind of character oh, and um, I'll give a shout out to Curve, <laughs> Outsider Curve uh, on Twitter, yeah, he came up with an idea which I thought was quite cool So uh, the way that the, the scary Bray Wyatt flickered onto the screen if they try to recreate that actually in the arena, as in the flickering, you see him a flicker and kind of go away type of thing. So like even with the like the way I pictured it in my head was uh, the lights kind of go, but it's more of a f- and then when they come back on, it's not properly, but it's more like a flicker, and you'll see him there, and then they'll get the flick off and he's gone, kind of thing. But uh, I'm trying to think how they can recreate that that image there, but that would completely go against my previous thing of. Think about the kids, Bray. <laughs> it's just, that would absolutely terrify me as a, as a child. I was an, e- as an easily scared child. I'm an easily scared adult, <laughs> to be fair. But that would absolutely terrify me if that was if that shot from the uh, video where it is the monster kind of flickering onto the screen. If they were able to somehow recreate that with the flashing lights in the arena, that would scare the living shit out of me. <laughs> so, so maybe not. So yeah. So, oh yeah, a tangent. My main point for talking about how great I thought the Bray Wyatt thing was. So, uh, yes, I'll shit on WWE a lot, but I feel like I need to give them credit for something like this, even if it is creatively, like, so heavy on Bray Wyatt and maybe some of the writers that he's working with, so heavy on them, and maybe that's why it's so good, because it's got very little influence from a certain one person. But it's still really good, and it's under the umbrella, so I have to commend them for it. But the reason I talked about Bray Wyatt <laughs> was for some reason I was talking... Yeah, was it? Yeah. So the only thing I've watched from Monday Night Raw this week is that Bray Wyatt thing on YouTube. So when it was... <laughs> yeah, that was a tangent within a tangent. <laughs> so when uh, it was announced that WWE were rumoured to leave Sky and go to BT Sport, when my initial reaction was, oh, that sucks. Oh, I won't be able to watch it anymore on Sky. Oh, that's kind of crap. Because I don't really want to pay for BT Sport, especially as I don't have the EE thing at my disposal. I can't snap in on that, but I can I guess, pay for BT Sport, but I'm already paying for Sky, 
and then Sky Sports is a it's an kind of extension on top of Sky. So I'm already paying extra. So I'm not going to pay extra again. It's like it's one step too many, <laughs> especially when I've got so many subscriptions. Like like the modern day. That's my that's my first issue with the uh, Disney streaming thing. Like already, especially with the wrestling world that I'm keeping up with, I've already got Netflix, Amazon, uh, WWE, New Japan, others. <laughs> You've got the Sky Sports, Sky itself, <laughs> a phone <laughs> to keep up with, and then I'm just thinking of little things that aren't, you know, food necessities, <laughs> that I'm already towards my limit, <laughs> and adding yet, and it may be small, but I'm expecting more things to pop up, so it's just, I'm sorry BT Sport, but I can't do it <laughs> but, then it suddenly hit me that well, is WWE going really that bad when all I watched this week was the Bray Wyatt video, <laughs> like, it's not like I'm that invested because I'm not really watching it so does it really matter? <laughs> so maybe I'll pick it up again eventually in the future but right now I'm not really watching it so them moving yeah I don't know why I, I don't know why I was really like oh that sucks because I'm not watching it <laughs> so uh, that's, again that's my hope for, w, for AEW is that gives the kick up WWE and I kind of again feel the need to watch like I'm going to watch Money in the Bank but it's on the same night as Game of Thrones <laughs> which is uh and uh, as Drew McIntyre kindly asked, uh, you can uh, DVR Game of Thrones so you can watch Money in the Bank. And I, in response, kindly asked him to get to fuck. <laughs> I am not <laughs> choosing Money in the Bank over Game of Thrones. No, that is mental. Like, in the past, I've stayed up for pay-per-views. Like, if, even if I was going to stay up for Money in the Bank, which I'm not, but if I was, like, it's the same. Game of Thrones will be on. I can't be on Twitter. <laughs> that cannot happen. And it's almost impossible to watch a four hour, four hours. I talked about this last week at the end of the show. <laughs> like, it's one hour too many. <laughs> it's just, three works fine. It doesn't outstay its welcome. Four hours it's welcome with that final hour. Anyway, but uh, doing that without Twitter, oh, I don't know. I, I like the cheek. <laughs> but I'll watch it. I'll, be doing, I'll watch it maybe in bits because I watch. I can't go on the internet properly until I have watched Game of Thrones. Like, I could go on the network and watch Money in the Bank, but I can't go on Twitter or anything. Like, I'm posting my column on Sunday. <laughs> I'm, I'm being very careful with this. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm posting column on Sunday, and the Eurovision final is on Saturday. There will be alcohol involved. New Japan starts proper early on Sunday. <laughs> that's going to be very interesting. I think it starts at, like, 8 a.m., and I'm going to be up drinking with Eurovision. So... That's going to be brilliant. <laughs> right. don't know how I'm going to get up perfectly fine, watch it, and then finish off the column. <laughs> it just, just, I'll get to the column and talk about New Japan. Yeah. But yes, I think at my end, my end of my mental debate, when I think it really doesn't matter to me, <laughs> we've gone to BT Sport. Like, if I really care, if I really get invested, maybe I'll pick it up, but uh, it's not, for me, it's not enough to draw me in. I'm not really, it's not doing anything. If the quality's not there, why would I pay more to watch something I'm not enjoying slash really not <laughs> watching? Uh, but yeah, AW hopefully gives WWE like the kick up the butt to suddenly do like a self-inflection or something. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. Next up is an ad break. <laughs> yeah, a lot, that, that was a bit of a me looking at my notes and just being like, uh, I've lost my place. Let's just say next up and see what happens. I'll oh, shit it to that break. I've <laughs> said next up for an ad break. But yeah, we'll do that. Uh, when we come back, we're going to want to talk about uh, New Japan a bit and the best of the Super Juniors. Then 
will switch to money in the bank with maybe a little bit of NXT and NXT UK, but I've wasted 35 minutes and I've only hit like three paragraphs of mine. <laughs> so, what me from rambling? Anyway, I'll be back in about five seconds. Enjoy your adverts, guys. And we're back, everybody. Yay. I feel really weird. <laughs> I don't, like I was sitting here, like the um, hour counting down, because I do put the tweet out and everything and make sure it's up on Lords of Pain, definitely, that I've actually set it scheduled right. So I'm already sat at the PC. I've just sat here thinking, I don't know why, but it felt really weird that I was doing a show today, because I just feel out of it. <laughs> I don't know why. It's not really been one of those weeks. Maybe it's just hit me. Sometimes it hit the work where it hits you on a Thursday. But for reasons, it's not been a difficult week, <laughs> really. It's just hit me randomly whilst I sat here. I'll bl- yeah, again, I'll blame Eurovision. <laughs> I'll say it's that, that it's just mentally skewed me a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't even know how to explain Australia's. <laughs> like I tweeted out a gift of Mr Zebedee from, from Roundabout, and no one from America will get that. <laughs> so, Roundabout was not a thing. If you Google Mr Zebedee now, you, you'll be like, whoa, well, that's not... That's not the thing I was expecting. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to tangent onto talking about Roundabout. <laughs> what a weird way yeah, I'm taking this show. New Japan, best of the super juniors. So as I said uh, before we went for another break, I am writing a column about the uh, first week of the best of the super juniors. Uh, the matches kind of I, I would recommend that you watch from the first week. Because it is a show every single day, and it's very realistic. People won't be able to keep up with that. So I've decided to talk about the shows which you really should watch. So I, I might I'm, the way I'm writing it is I'm giving I'm talking about about the matches a little bit, but I don't want to go into too much detail. So each match probably won't have too much written about them, just because it's kind of like a why you should check it out kind of thing, rather than a just rather than a kind of a run through the match talking about how great it was kind of thing. But I will be uh, supplying the matches from days I like I thought today. When I looked at the card, I thought there wouldn't be anything, really. I was looking at it again, this could be like, kind of like one of the more low-key, substandard, heal-from-your-injuries kind of shows. Then I watched it. It was not one of those shows <laughs> at all. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I will just say the top two, quickly, I will say are um, Show versus Shingo from the first day from Block A. That was one of my favourite matches of the year, of the year in wrestling. <laughs> I enjoyed it that much. It was really, really good. Uh, two two big boy juniors doing big boy junior wrestling, Ugh. but two muscly bastards in the junior division. Yeah, fantastic match. And uh, from today was uh, Rocky Romero versus Will Ospreay. It was really good. <laughs> like that really caught me by surprise how great it was. Just, I highly recommend you check that one out. It, it yeah, I really was not expecting it. Like I've seen Rocky Romero in the past wrestle really good matches like when I first started watching New Japan he was kind of in a good run he was in the uh, Forever Hooligans tag team and whenever he did solo stuff it was good he was, he was in a good form in 2014 I think unless I'm completely <laughs> misremembering it uh, but it's been a while since we'd seen that Rocky he kind of drifted to managing Rapungi 3k and then he'd uh, also drifted to commentary shifting into that role kind of well quite well so it felt like he was maybe doing a bit more of a backseat roles within New Japan not as much in the ring. Uh, but yeah, he still got it. <laughs> this match bloody showed it. Uh, a fantastic match against Will Ospreay. 
So that would be block B, day four, which is match two, yeah. So this, I think this tournament, well, I've not actually looked at the schedule properly, so I don't know when the breaks are, because there's normally breaks uh, in these tournaments. Uh, uh, so with the G1 climax, you get loads of days in a row, but there will be a couple of days off. Uh, I can't remember what it is as best of Super Juniors, because it is quite compact right before uh, Dominion. So they kind of blast through it, and it's done by the 5th of June. Yeah, so but it could be every day to the 5th of June, which... This is the very first year New Japan Pro Wrestling has done like multi-camera with commentators for both English and Japanese for every single show. So even last year, at this point in the competition, we're getting still camera, no commentary in the venue. Uh, they might have added Japanese last year, no Japanese commentary for it all. I'm not sure if that's true or not. But yeah, even still, last year we're getting single camera shows, which is just a camera on a tripod. Sometimes they cut to a zoomed-in camera on the type tripod of the entrances. That's your lot. <laughs> Which is, yeah, that's a... To say the the production jump is massive, because I feel like that's one thing kind of missed out on. I've seen it, because I jumped into New Japan just before the kind of the Western stuff started to be included. So I saw quite a lot of, like, not all... Like, a lot of the G1 Climax matches were single camera shows. A lot of... Yeah, before then, not all the G1 Climax ones were even broadcast anywhere. Before New Japan World, it was a lot more difficult, and with New Japan World, suddenly they had the capability to stream it all, but not the actual production side to back it up, and they finally got that now, and yeah, it's, it makes the tournament so much easier to follow. It's, uh, it's great to see. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so anyway, with the New Japan Best of the Super Juniors, uh, the final is on the 5th of June, and then Dominion is shortly after that. They are building, uh, they have got like uh, non-juniors on the card, like Tetsuya and Naito's wrestling all the time on the card as well, yeah, with uh, teaming with Bushi. Uh, but also, one thing I find a little bit interesting is they are building a storyline with Juice Robinson. So Juice Robinson, United, uh, the IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion, I never refer to it <laughs> in its full name. It's sort of a mouthful, especially X twenty to two in the morning. But with uh, Juice Robinson, they've been doing a like they've been giving a hype package. Oh, Jesus Christ! I messed that sentence up. They've been airing a or putting on the screen. <laughs> Airing's not quite right. They've been putting on the Titan Tron. There we go. A video for an incoming um, wrestler, and it comes up with the hashtag Times Up thing on there as well. No relation to the movement, <laughs> but he's uh, it's a guy in a bar who seemingly had enough with Juice Robinson saying that Juice Robinson's time is up, so he's going to turn up on the sixth of on the sixth of June, on the fifth of June, because <laughs> they do it in the bloody American way, way round where it's month and then day, whilst in the UK it's day then month. <laughs> so I guess with uh, when I'm trying to look on like uh, different sites to find out where the match was, and they just list the number, like if it's something like like well, this one where it's six five. It's like I don't know which which month which standardization you're using. <laughs> but I have no idea when if that's May or June. <laughs> that's, it's so irritating <laughs> when it happens. Uh, to figure out what nationality the person is inviting on that site, <laughs> just to figure out what they what the date is. Uh, but yes, with um, so this new guy's going to be so building up a storyline in the tag matches in the first halves of the show. It follows the same format as Dio and Climax. First half tag matches featuring guys who will be facing each other the next night. And then the second half is the actual tournament. Yeah. Also been really impressed with El Fantasmo, who made, is now made his proper uh, singles debut as a part of the Bullet Club in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's been really impressing. 
currently undefeated. It's only been two matches. <laughs> we can't be undefeated. Uh, uh, so Sam on the column that me and him did, uh, which I posted on Sunday. In fact, last week you got two columns involving him. Uh, that's why you got to wait a week for the next one. Uh, I'm slowly chipping away at it throughout the days watching. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, my point is, he made a joke about this being Tiger Mask's year, and we're currently sitting here on the day of this show, and Tiger Mask is currently 2-0. and He's won both his matches. <laughs> so I was, I was like, oh, Sam, he put it as a joke, but he might have accidentally got it right there. <laughs> well, it's been a year. Tiger Mask has a strong performance. Yeah. Uh, Masuke Taguchi as well, surprisingly, had a good performance, and I put him like round the bottom in my prediction with the Sam, so that's bloody great. I'm so wrong immediately. <laughs> but in him's his and mine, oh. <laughs> my brain is turning off. Uh, but yes, with uh, yeah, our predictions are just completely destroyed already. Like on night one, I, I swear it was night one, match one, both of us, like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> like, immediately got it wrong. That's great to see. Yeah. But yes, I'll keep everybody updated on the best of Super Juniors. We posted on the column on Sunday. My plan might be to do one for the Sunday after, but obviously I've got to switch gears to research and write the Saudi Arabia column at some point, so that might fall to the wayside whilst I'm doing that. But the intent will be there. I should have something up for the final. So if, <laughs> it's like, even if I start to slack with these weekly massive columns kind of going through the matches, uh, do know it's because I'm doing something bigger <laughs> and because... Uh, I will be back anyway for the final so even if it doesn't get posted in like for example next week's one if that doesn't get posted by the Sunday it will I will put something up for the final <laughs> so there will be stuff to see right time to move on I did, I did thumbs up as if there's someone behind my microphone which it isn't it's just cushions and a toy dog Ziggler <laughs> which looks nothing like him it's not even close I got given it to me for, as a Christmas present it looks nothing like him <laughs> Uh, he came with a Shinsuke Nakamura who looks like a Japanese man. I'm not saying it's it's him. <laughs> but he sure looks like a Japanese man. <laughs> so I guess that's close by these toy standards. Yeah. Right, I, I realise I'm blasting through time. Yeah, so <laughs> now I'm not going to talk about Kushida. I am going to talk. <laughs> that, was, that was a shit thing to say. <laughs> I'm going to talk about, as I noticed, Skype suddenly's popped up saying it was an update. Mid-show, thanks for that, Skype. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Can't do anything. You better not automatically restart. <laughs> that'll, that'll piss me off. <laughs> but anyway, talk about pissing people off. Let's talk about the Money in the Bank card. Will it deliver? That I don't know. It's too early to tell. It looks solid enough. So I'm going to go through the uh, matches here. So I've got the card up for Money in the Bank. I'm not going to do a worst-case scenario thing. I'm an hour into my show. <laughs> That'd be ludicrous to start that now. But I am going to get up the graphics for the Money in the Bank matches. So I really know in the matches. There we go. All right, there we go. Sweaty men all stood in line. Right, next. <laughs> Let's uh, look at the card. It's Daniel Bryan and Rowan. <laughs> right, that's interesting. Uh, someone could update me on this one. Again, I've not watched SmackDown this week. Uh, so I saw last week when uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan won the titles. However, Daniel Bryan on the free show. That is interesting, especially as it appears to be that Tony Nese and Ari Davari are not on the pre-show, where it's cruiserweights. And looking at the rest of the card, I would have thought the cruiserweights would be on the pre-show. That's a really weird inclusion, unless they need like something to soak up all of the atmosphere, to get everybody ready again after Money in the Bank match for something. Then I guess the Major MC is low-key enough. But Daniel Ryan Rowan versus the Usos are just, or could be a fun match. It's really weird to not even 
have it on the it's on the pre-show. <laughs> Daniel Bryan, who had arguably the best match of WrestleMania, is on the pre-show at the next pay-per-view. <laughs> what what is WWE? <laughs> uh, what what is this? This is weird. Right. Well, Daniel Bryan Roman to retain then. It's like would would they? Do you say it's on Raw as well? <laughs> is this a wild card thing? <laughs> so yeah, I was a bit slow on that one. <laughs> Right, so the Usos are on Raw. They're challenging for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships because of the wild card pictures rule. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan are champions. Daniel Bryan again on the pre-show. What's going on there? <laughs> it seems like they were setting up a relevant thing. And I'm going to see a match higher up, which I'm like, why is this still going? <laughs> but yeah, for me, the question mark is why is Tony needs to looking like it's on the main goal? Surely it's not. I mean, that could just be a, for a list error. Um, Tony and Odevai are not on the pre-show. They're also they're not on the main show. They're also on the pre-show. Unless they're popling establishing the cruiserweights for some reason. Uh, I don't know. It's, again, with Vince, when I'm looking at this card and seeing what is on the main show and what isn't, like, I'm taking everything with a grain of salt of none of this is in stone. So even, to, even today, if we've had a massive change, it's just like, what you put in the match even though it's in doubt? Like, <laughs> how we... All right, okay. At least they used this week to set that up. So yeah, ah, so yeah, Tony Nisari Davari. I have slacked on Two Five Live since WrestleMania. I apologise to Clive. <laughs> I have really slacked. Uh, Tony Nice apparently his match with Buddy Murphy after WrestleMania was ten times better than the WrestleMania match, and it was really really good. So I think again, his first defence was good. That's a great sign. Ari Davari, I'd like I've liked the slow build. Uh, Hideo Itami leaving did damage him. He seemed to have a direction with Hideo Itami. As soon as he left, he had to. Step back and take weeks, kind of building him again, just to change his direction a little. Uh, and since WrestleMania, they've I've heard good things from Clive. Yeah, you know, they have kind of shifted him into this role quite nicely, and he's there as one of the cruiserweight veterans as well. It's an interesting division. They've not really had any new stars really. They had only Lorcan come in, but they've not. They've lost a lot of people. So they lost Cedric Alexander. They lost Mustafa Ali. They've lost Buddy Murphy. They've lost David Tami. Uh, they've lost, what's his face, TJP, and they got Humberto Carrillo and Oli Lorcan. It's just like, you heard the amount of names I listed. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, right, yes, they do need a little bit of help, <laughs> and they're not getting it. I, I do not know what the uh, thinking is for the uh, 205 Live show. I don't know what the, the direction is, or they're just doing the best with what they've got. And I'm struggling for time anyway. <laughs> but I dropped more, I dropped more at least. I feel like if I'm picking WWE up, I'd go to SmackDown first. But that was the other thing from the writer thing, which I kind of skipped over, was that SmackDown is being written by the Raw team now. So they've got apparently 37 writers, Jesus Christ. No wonder. I say no wonder, but when one man makes the decisions anyway, does it really <laughs> have that much of an impact? Uh, I mean, 37 writers is a ludicrous amount. And apparently there are reports of Dana Warrior, which is about that field. Apparently that's weird when that's happening. It doesn't feel quite comfortable yet. Uh, maybe because she's new still and she's not quite settled in yet in such a difficult role. I'm assuming it's difficult. Especially <laughs> she was bought into. Ah. Oh, I'm, I'm tangenting again. <laughs> Let's move on to the next match. I've drifted so much to talking about the backstage stuff. Uh, Samara Joe Rey Mysterio, the match that was never was at WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, it's great to see this one again. Uh, I guess if you're not putting them in the Money in the Bank match, it makes sense to let them finally hash it out. I've, again, not much more, so I don't know what the build is like to this. I've seen Samoa Joe and 
his kid. Jesus Christ, what's his kid's name? <laughs> uh, the Eddie Guevara match. Why well, can't I remember his name? Uh, I can't get Dustin out of my head, but no. <laughs> That's Greg and Dustin, a.k.a. Best Friends, a.k.a. Chuck Taylor. Like, no. <laughs> Oh, that's that's bad. Again, it's 2 a.m. I'm fine to forget names. But yeah, so if they give them time, this is the same. This is the exact same preview for WrestleMania. <laughs> if they give them time, this will be great. Two veteran wrestlers just doing their thing. <laughs> so, so yeah, two veteran wrestlers who are well known for their wrestling ability and go their psychology in the matches as well. Is both guys who are really good in that aspect. So I expect a really good match. But we saw from WrestleMania. It all depends on the booking. <laughs> so, what is the ending for this match? What is the booking for X? Of course, this became the squash match which, uh, at WrestleMania. The word was Rey Mysterio was injured, but we have to see the Mysterio Mysterio entrance. <laughs> so, obviously, I still I stick with him with that decision. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, yes, I'll give it some... I, I don't know, I'm not doing predict, I've not done any predictions. I've banged on about them a bit. <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Rowan to attain. Tony Nese to attain. Samoa Joe to attain. Uh, it's WWE though they could have a Mysterio win but some, I'd go with some Nitro <laughs> next up the men's money in the bank ladder match and I've got the picture of the sweaty men standing in a row uh, from left to right Andrade Cien Almas Ricochet Drew McIntyre Finn Balor Sami Zayn he replaced Ron Strowman uh, Baron Corbin Mustafa Ali and Randy Orton uh, that's an interesting lineup, especially with Ron Strowman taken out and Sami Zayn put in I don't know if it uh, was it like a Baron Corbin attack or Baron Corbin Drew McIntyre attack. I don't know. I don't know what's happening with Bobby Lashley. There's, the, there's rumours going around that Leo Rush has left or been fired or released or whatever terminology <laughs> or whatever. Or he's throwing a wobbly taken out WWE from his references or something. So, yeah. Either way, this is a promising ladder match with a lot of people who could win. Like realistically, they could. So they can go the boring route of Randy Orton. They can go the up, like the rising star in CNL mass. They could go with the guy who people, everyone's expecting massive push for in Drew McIntyre. The guy who just needs that something extra or an actual run in the main event to like properly establish himself there because he's so popular in Finn Balor. You give it to one of the dickhead characters, I guess, in Baron Corbin or Sami Zayn. Baron Corbin would really piss everybody off. Like they could actually do his money in the bank thing right. And then they screwed it up so badly they can do it right this time. <laughs> However, he is still in that kind of. It's not. He doesn't. Ex- that prospect doesn't excite me because personally, Baron Corbin not as a full-on main eventer, but where he is now is perfect. Like he, he's one who I feel like can stay in this role for a little bit and then maybe up and down, but never really the one of the top guys. But he is like a upper mid-carder, so he can jump into the main event and can jump lower down. It's like, kind, of, kind of like some of Joe is at the moment. Baron Corbin, for me, in that area of the card, is perfect for him. So I wouldn't want him to win. So for me, it comes down to Drew McIntyre or Finn Balor. Uh, I know I gave SCN like the rising star kind of thing, but I don't really feel like it's needed. Yes, he's a heel, but him kind of finding his way through the mid-card, winning a mid-card title, then maybe to uh, something else further down the line. That is a... That's a Format and like should work for CN. However, thinking things through and format is not something WWE are doing. <laughs> it's just not happening. So I don't know who's going to win the men's money bank layout match. I'd, I'd say Drew McIntyre or Finn Balor. I don't know which one they're going to do. I don't know who they're going to push. 
Drew McIntyre felt like somebody who would be getting a massive push, especially when he was teaming Dolph Ziggler and the whole Drew Ward uh, Strowman thing as well, uh, partnership. And it felt like he was going to be a massive deal. Like he's been protected really, really well. And then just no. <laughs> just oh well. <laughs> That's the end of that. Uh, sucks to be you. Next match, the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Ember Moon, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Bailey, Natalia, Naomi, Carmella. And it was announced earlier today that Alexa Bliss is not able to compete and she's been replaced by Nikki Cross. So my assumption is this was known or thought there would be could be an issue at Monday Night Raw. So they created a situation where they could have Alexa Bliss or Nikki Cross and they could replace them last minute. They did the tests. She wasn't able to compete. Nikki Cross. And that's that. Makes sense. <laughs> so Nikki Cross got a character change this week, kind of on the mini Jorbison personality, where she can also be a perfectly nice person in a way. <laughs> She's still a wrestler, but <laughs> she can, she won't be the batshit crazy uh, Nikki play play play, play Nikki. <laughs> she, won't, she won't be that character all the time. We've got a bit more depth to her. But this is WWE. I don't know how long that will last. I don't even know if that will be on the next episode of Raw. Because that's the thing. If it shows up on Raw once. There's no guaranteeing it's canon. <laughs> Which, for me, it's just like, if you air it, it's canon. That should be the rule. End up. If it ends up on television, even if it's shit, it's canon. And it's your fault for doing it. <laughs> There's sometimes where I kind of feel like there are exceptions to the rule. Like, if you kind of try and touch a cord of something that's just happened and it doesn't work and it's just, it was a stupid idea to do it and you kind of regret doing it, so you take that out and do it, reference it again. My example is the Paige and Charlotte, one after Charlotte's brother died, and Paige tried to say the line about that. And, and it felt like the entire time you knew where it was building to. And you were like, do not say this. It will be shit. It will not work. And it was. <laughs> and they said it. And they never referred to it again. It's like it never happened. That is fine. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> when they say, if it airs on television, it should be canon. It's just, if you write it into the script, you air it, and you just drop it, even if it's not shit, you just lose interest. It's just... Why am I investing anything? <laughs> so, with the Nikki Cross thing, I would like it to last longer than a week. Longer than two weeks. If you can even have Alexa Bliss this coming week, maybe use it. But, you know, actually give depth to her character. And actually... Oh, as far as I know, she's holding me booked as well. So, this is like a return for <laughs> Nikki Cross. <laughs> which is weird for someone who's not had any injuries or whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's... Uh, consistency is the... Cause I think I was talking to somebody on Twitter, but uh, consistency... And continuity are two of the biggest things AEW are going to be bringing because that is WWE's. They say they rely on their characters and their storylines, but they're not doing the basics right. But never mind them trying to come up with a fantastic, elaborate story. They are not doing the basics right. <laughs> so what, if, you can, if you're not doing that, it's the, it's the sports thing. If you're mucking up your basics, if the runners aren't making their runs right or the decision making's off, or your kind of your shape is off, or whatever, just the basic, <laughs> basic things. Then there's not really like you're building upon a shoddy surface, and you need to fix the surface before you then. I was gonna say lay bricks <laughs> before you before you then start building the house. I don't know <laughs> in your house. That's the best thing. Let's move on. Becky Lynch. Uh, so she is uh, Becky two belts. So she will be defending both of her belts. First off. Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Maybe I'll be first. I'm not really sure. Uh, maybe it might be the only match, depending on what happens with Vic uh, Flair, obviously. Uh, but Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Uh, mixed on the internet is how I'd say the reviews for Lacey Evans seem to be. For me, 
It's like they think they've given her character build when they haven't, actually. She just came out and did the walk and things, and then she's forced away into the championship match without actually doing any proving. So it's a way to get heat and booed because the crowds will be like, you've not earned this opportunity. Oh, Becky Lynch is just, she's giving you the shot because she's a fighting champion kind of thing. She wants, and she's going to beat the crap out of you. She's looking down at the rookie in a way. But yeah, there isn't actually much, they've been doing, it's a typical WWE thing of the character gets built what when they're already in the title feud. It's like, well, you've not got, what, what am I getting invested in here? You're a new face. <laughs> So it's the kind of thing which is fine for, like, it's a fine low-key Becky Lynch title defence. It's fine in that manner. But I feel like long-term they've been panicked to try and make a major start and, like, moving everybody to the Super super uh, super SmackDown. <laughs> there I go. Uh, this wild card will just mucks up everything as well. It gets so confusing. <laughs> it's just unnecessarily confusing as well. Uh, next up. The Miss versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. <laughs> okay, then. One of WWE... This is a writer from WWE.com. One of WWE's most personal rivalries is heading to one of its most dreaded battlefields. The steel cage. Ah, <laughs> uh, lol. I'm not going to preview that. <laughs> uh, the Miz wins, hopefully. Goodbye, Shane McMahon. If, Shane McMahon... Someone but did the stat, because Shane McMahon won the Tag Team Championships with the Miz at the Royal Rumble then defended them and they had the turn at Fast Lane that he was on WrestleMania. Now he's on Money in the Bank as well. Like he's got he's on a, he's been on every pay per view. Flipping Shane McMahon's been on every pay per view. <laughs> just move on. Please just move on. <laughs> have Miz beat him and move yeah. Uh Roman Reigns versus Elias. Roman Reigns is on a mission I don't know why I didn't read the others in my in my voice. Roman Reigns is on a mission to tune up a light tune up Elias, Jesus Christ. When the two superstars square off at money... Oh, they dropped the guitar thing pretty quickly. <laughs> square off at money in the bank. Yeah. Because just the one guitar pun. That's proof it wasn't a British writer. The second one was also been a guitar pun. <laughs> Don't know what it would have been. Sound off. No, when they sound off at money in the bank. Oh, that was close enough, isn't it? Anyway, it won't be an exciting match, but it's again establishing Roman Reigns. So, give him that win. Or, but... Oh, my fear is... <laughs> Again, it's that thing where I brought it up that this is a Roman Reigns authority angle. Like, why are they running that again? It's just... It's, <laughs> I don't understand them. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens. With uh, Kevin Owens uh, doing the turn again. That was something where I would have liked to have seen it go out longer because there was no... I had no kind of emotional attachment to him being a part of New Day because he turned the next week. <laughs> so I was like, well, he wasn't a part of New Day. He was like a guest spot in New Day. And then he turned almost immediately to make kind of Kofi Kingston look stupid. However, Kofi Kingston has had that badass attitude immediately after the situation. So even though I was like, it's a little bit odd the way they did the turn because uh, like there was no affinity to Kevin Owens being in New Day, and he if he's ever listed as uh, like unknown members of stables kind of kind of things, it's like no, it doesn't count. <laughs> it really doesn't count. <sighs> But, anyway, but then, uh, as far as I've seen, they've done Kofi Kingston's character really well since then, and he feels like a champion. It, he's doing a lot of things right. And I think, for, for me, one of the things is not really shifting his character, because you see it sometimes once they get the big win, they feel like they need to shift characters. I feel like Kofi Kingston sticking to his, to, to his identity has been a massive help, and he's had the, the courage and the braveness of a champion who's not afraid to take it to anyone and that kind of, you've seen that with Kevin Owens. He has no fear when going up against Kevin Owens. 
and he's going to get his revenge. That he feels it feels like a champion, which is great. Then we get Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, which is interesting, mostly because it's for me this was the match. So when he drafted AJ Styles to Monday Night Raw, but in my head I just assumed maybe they won't they won't interact with each other immediately. They give AJ Styles a kind of slightly lower feud. They have Seth Rollins defend against somebody I don't know, like like. Uh, established monster, one of those guys, whilst AJ Styles going to burst him, then he could do it at SummerSlam, he could save it for a year, slowly build it, but no. Two big stars, first phase of you, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. So, even though I've had my little moan, even though the build, from what I've seen, has been a mediocre build, it's like they don't really know, and like, these guys, maybe the focus on this being written well, has fallen apart because of the other things going on. Like the rest of, like the wild card stuff, and they're trying to constantly come up with new things to fix it. Speaking to current WWE kind of massive ratings tankings that the write, the time spent writing this and kind of figuring it out and getting it a bit better, a bit more polished, just wasn't there. <laughs> so it's been fine, what I've seen. But uh, yeah, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles have the opportunity to put on like an amazing match of the night, as in just give them 25 minutes, give them a clean ending. They've put on a great match, and I feel like this card kind of needs that, especially with WWE's negative press at the moment and this, the negative connotations around the products. Just putting on a solid money in the bank kind of might help. But I feel like it's too much damage for this one event to solve all of the momentum and issues. However, uh, put, getting a yeah, getting goodwill with the people who are sticking to the product will really help. <laughs> in that way, the people who are thinking positively about the show and or are a little bit uh, but are like willing to keep, stick with it, this being a solid show, like saying a thank you essentially to those people, as in giving them a reward for the investment. <laughs> so yeah, and this match could really elevate or earth the card. I feel like if this match isn't great, there are still two money in the bank matches. However. Yeah, this one, this could be the one that decides the fan reaction for this pay-per-view. As in, is this, oh, can't wait for AEW. Or is this uh, proof that the how strong WWE's roster is? Because <laughs> even though I'm covering them less, this is arguably the strongest roster I've ever seen WWE have. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a fantastic roster, and NXT has fed them like, incredible talent. It's just immediately squandered. <laughs> it's just ruined, weird decisions, no continuity, no story arcs. No, well, they have some story arcs, but it's like really quickly blasted through, no character arcs, things changing from week to week, and don't know what to invest in. It's just, yeah, it feels rash. <laughs> but they're putting it nicely. Uh, what is it in the title? They're just bumbling about. <laughs> that's, that's how I describe it. Then, finally, finish all this finally, yes. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Yeah, so I don't know if we're going to have Becky bookend the show. Becky bookend. About <laughs> that really weird to say. Uh, we don't know if, yeah, if that will happen. But, of course, the match with Charlotte Fair, um, as we are saying, with the referring hospital, if the reports are right, then that's nothing to worry about. It's routine surgery in a way. Like, as in, it's not really anything threatening. It's just going in. Uh, but, yeah, so this could be either a way to get one of the belts off of Becky Lynch, or it could be a way to establish Becky Lynch as a fighter, and she does make it through both the matches, and you can use this as the end point for her feud with Charlotte for now. Uh, the wild card mucks things about. I don't know which man Becky's meant to be on. She was on SmackDown, but I wouldn't be surprised if Vince forgets, and she's just on more for a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't really know 
what's going to happen afterwards. But for me, this is he's not really built anyone outside of Charlotte on SmackDown, which is a bit of an issue. Maybe Bailey, in a way, uh, who wins Money in the Bank could be crucial. And also, if the Money in the Bank match is earlier, if they cash in Money in the Bank on Becky Lynch, which one are they cashing in on? Which one do they take? Do they take both of them? Is that how it works? Is that, have they thought this through? <laughs> I, I suddenly think something I just randomly thought of. If they cash in Money in the Bank on Becky Lynch, do they have to choose one? Or is it for both? Which one is it, Finn? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm expecting confusing commentary. Anyway, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair took a fantastic together. So that, there's not really much to criticise about it. It feels like this is a good way to end that feud. And then just have them face off one last time and kind of like say goodbyes and it's kind of like a nice reminisce what a great feud that was kind of thing. It's just, yeah, again, I do want to bring up Charlotte Flair. Yes, she got a lot of the hate off the back end of Becky Lynch getting, becoming the hottest thing in wrestling. However, she had an absolutely amazing 2018 performance-wise. Uh, <laughs> like the quality of stuff she put out was so damn good. <laughs> and it looks like she might be continuing that this year. But it's nice to say goodbye to her. She made, she played a massive part in Becky Lynch becoming the biggest thing in wrestling, and then she twisted her character to fit and kind of play off that again really well. <laughs> and suddenly you got got one badass, you got two badasses, and Ronda Rousey got some absolutely badass, and suddenly you got these believable characters in the main event of WrestleMania, and it's great. Uh, so I'm expecting another great match. It might be an event. It'd be nice to establish them like it wasn't just a main, WrestleMania thing. They go to be main eventing from now on. So we'll almost see. I've just noticed. <laughs> I don't know why I've not looked at my phone. So when I asked the question, I'm done with money in the bank, by the way. <laughs> I'm closing the tab. <laughs> I'm done with it now. I'm moving on to my final stuff. So uh, it's a kind of thing. Uh, if, if you do want to hit me up, my DMs are open. You can jump in. But uh, I just noticed from, uh, I do have a Canadian listener, Kath, uh, who says about the pay-per-views, prices in uh, Canada that the prices are almost the same uh, Wrestlemania would go up to about 65 Canadian dollars when it went, when they the HD as well UFC stuff is currently that same price also sounds like it's pretty similar <laughs> so yeah not that different to America then so sucks to be you <laughs> I get it for 15 quid <laughs> oh, hooray for pro- oh what's the phrase Oh, hooray for checked capitalism. Hip, hip. So this is kind of sentence that makes you sound like a dickhead. Yeah. Right, so I feel like it's time for me to say I need to take a drink of water for, so I can sound off in style. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, Burns should be back next Thursday. Hopefully he'll be back next Thursday. Um I don't think he's got anything. <laughs> this week was known in advance. Uh, and I've the show, got the news and everything, so that's all fine and good. I don't know uh, Burn's situation for next week, but he's not told me anything. <laughs> so he should be fine for maybe one final Burn appearance. I don't know what his plan is in June. But we'll wait and see. Also, uh, before I sign off, you can follow me on Twitter at the TheDamnImplicat. And you can read my columns. I'll be posting my New Japan column on Sunday. That is the current plan. Hopefully I'm not out of it from Eurovision. So there's that, there's that small chance that I'll do my best, but I'm so out of it, <laughs> having stayed up late for Eurovision and drank. And uh, there's no question, by the way, I, I'm not watching Eurovision and not drinking, I'm, even though I'm getting up early the next day. 
the drinking is happening. <laughs> That's not in debate. The debate is my wellness after the drinking and getting up early. <laughs> so we're waiting to see it, or if I'm even able to do it. That's that's the thing within question. Oh, so hopefully that happens. Right. Before I do go up to plug off the other lot of the pain things, and thank you everybody for listening and that stuff. And there are three NXT things I want to quickly get out there. Uh, first off, uh, the Viking Raiders defenders against Street Profits with the interference. And then it was revealed on Twitter afterwards that the Viking Raiders, I think it was revealed, I probably should have triple-checked this, the Viking Raiders apparently dropping the NXT Tag Team Championships hit me up with that is bollocks at the Diamond Gap. <laughs> but uh, the favourite pun I saw was uh, a picture of the belts and then someone going, the vacant experience. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> That's actually a top-quality pun. Then the next up thing with NXT UK, uh, they've got their NXT... Takeover 25, was it? So they're doing a special show there, separate from a WWE main roster pay-per-view, which is kind of awesome to see. We've got Shayna Baszler defending against Io Shirai. We've got uh, Adam Cole uh, challenging Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championships. I don't know if anything else has been confirmed. Wouldn't be surprised if we get a couple of things added on, like maybe a Matt Riddle, Roderick Strong or something. I don't know. No Velveteen Dream match. Maybe he jumps in somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, the card's going to be probably fine and good. It's NXT. The bottom five matches max, and they're all brilliant. And <laughs> he just flows. And he's wham, bam, thank you, NXT. Thank you, Hunter. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, there were two debuts this week. Not on NXT. On NXT UK. Uh, Ilya Dragunov made his debut. I really rate Ilya Dragunov. He is, uh, yes, I've watched him in WXW, and then I watched him for the little bit he was in progress. Uh, highly rate him. He made his debut this week and his uh, awesome stuff backstage where he was like so happy backstage. Like, I don't know what your character's going to be here, Ilya. <laughs> but it's it's nice to see you're so happy you won. Hooray. So yes, highly recommend you check out Ilya Dragunov. Uh, he was on NXT this week. And also uh, Jessie Gabbert making her proper NXT UK after she wasn't signed to NXT from the Mae Young Classic. Uh, the big German is, or the big, must be strong German. Arrgh. German Gabbard is in uh, NXT UK, which is great to see as well. Uh, adding the uh, German people who aren't flying over to America as well. Yeah. In the German era of NXT UK, <laughs> with, with Ilya, Jazzy, Walter, <laughs> Walter's faction as well. It's like, well, my God, this is, they're taking over. The Germans are coming. <laughs> they're taking over. Uh, again, I, I rate, like, a lot of those people. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Yeah, that, that roster for NXT UK is getting so much stronger over time. It's it's great to see. Even if I'm struggling with time to properly check everything out. I only watched the debuts this week. I <laughs> didn't have the time to do everything. Anyway, that brings me to the end of the show. I just wanted to get those three, uh, three things out there. The, the vac- uh, yes, I saved the amazing, the vacant experience. It's <laughs> right at the end. Top quality fun. Uh, so yeah, next week, myself and Byrne are back at the same time, 1am EST. Uh, Oh, so there might there might be some changes come June. We'll we'll message out about it. I don't know how big or changes, great or small. <laughs> it's a reference song. <laughs> oh, why am I singing? Hungry <laughs> is just bright and beautiful. Uh, I think I think it's time to sign off when you randomly start singing random songs from your youth. Uh, but do check out the other shows on Lords of Pain Radio. Uh, Fridays is Mav Mazza and sometimes time with the right side of the pond. Uh, Saturday is all about All Elite uh, from the Mayboy WCW Legacy Series, Miss Fan and Shane Mystic. And they also do the MLW Legacy Series in there as well. Uh, Obviously, they've got massive week with Double or Nothing next week. Uh, This week, they are doing a 
listeners' questions. So you ask them. You 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 supply the topics for them to talk about. Uh, so hit up this on at spectral gen gen. Spectral gen gen. I can't say it. Sorry, miss. <laughs> I tried three times. <laughs> oh. yeah. Look at my follows. Who I follow? <laughs> Put in at spec. He should come up. Uh, Sunday is the doc where uh, uh, the doc Chad Matthews has returned and with his show talking a wide variety of topics and whatever wrestling fun he wants to talk about. Uh, Mondays is Kingdom of Honor with Jam and his friend Jeff talking Ring of Honor and New Japan. Tuesdays is the Global Invest- Revolution, the wider wrestling world reported. Miss Hanbacket again with us again on that day. Uh, live after SmackDown is One Nation Radio with Rich Latter and James Boyd talking Raw and SmackDown. The poor poor lads. <laughs> Wednesdays. It's planned sports entertainment is dead, aka plan seed all opinion. Uh, this week, plan had a massive technical issue, hence why his show wasn't there. I jokingly suggested being a wild card on his show and then wasn't able to do it. <laughs> so that that yeah, the day did not turn out good enough for me to be able to do that. So uh, I was going to do he was going to do a thing to do with uh, King of the Ring if it was a Money in the Bank style thing or something like that. And it was going to be maybe like a watch loggy thing. I'm not entirely sure, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I could do that, but like shit, or I could do a watch long, but with crap matches. <laughs> so you were expecting quality, <laughs> wild card bitches. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. And then the next Thursday, you're back with me. <laughs> it's a tangent, even from my list of go for the shows. Uh, I'm hearing lots of things wobble. I've not got everything secure, so sorry if I've been bashing about. My limbs are so heavy. <laughs> Oh, just, just well, like I've had, the, like I've drank some night nurse, <laughs> and I'm just ready to get to bed. Uh, yeah, so next week, myself and Ben will be returning. That's that. I need to sign off before I start waffling on again. <laughs> no, I've, I've got to go to bed. I've got to get up for Japanese wrestling tomorrow. <laughs> get the uh, thing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to all the shows on Pain Radio. Uh, a special shout out to. Uh, everyone who turned in, tuned in for the Laws of Pain 7 Mini Special, especially uh, the Doc, Rich Letter, Dave Boyd and Plan, who joined me for the special. Where we, we reminisced, we talked about the current state of wrestling and then we looked to the future in a, a special celebrating 7 million listens on Blog Talk Radio. Insane number. 7 million. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> uh, so that show aired last Saturday. If you want to go check that out in the archives, it is there. It was a fun show. I hosted it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I even asked, I even ordered plan to end the show happy. <laughs> so see how that went <laughs> when you go back and listen to it. Uh, so yes, thank you to every one of our listeners. That was an awesome milestone to break. And with that happy note, I bid you adieu. I've ended it on a happy note. Oh, well done me. Yes, I'll be back next week. With that, I bid you adieu. Adios. Goodbye. I don't need the wrong order. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> hmm.